Welcome to Switcher Chats, music interviews brought to you by Music Matters with Carol Craig Harris and Music Tribes Unite. Hello, everybody. Um, I have a special guest today, amazing uh, UK jazz artist, Beverly Byrne. And I, I checked your last name to make sure I was really saying it correctly. Um, and uh, where are you coming to us from? I know you're in the UK, but are you near London? Yes. or? I'm, I'm the north. Uh, so I'm in uh, West Yorkshire. Ah, okay. Um, which is uh, for the States. It's um, not far from Leeds. And, oh, okay. Uh, some people in the States may have heard of Ilkley Moor by Tat. I don't know. It's uh, possible. I'm so, not sure. <laughs> I live in Ilkley. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So that's that's. Yeah, I know. That's so lovely. Actually, we have a. a I think you know uh, Fiona Ross, but uh, she, I, I usually when I don't I, know her personally, but yes, I, I do know her. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. When I go to London, I typically I usually stay at her house. I told her last time. I said we need to take a driving trip, so maybe we'll come up and visit you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We, we, you can come stay with us. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love London. I love uh, UK. So it's so fun. And there's such a um, a great music scene, obviously, and everybody knows, of oh, course. Yeah. You know, with London, they yeah. equate with, you know, the Beatles and all the, the pop stuff. But the jazz scene in London is, and the UK in general, is really strong. And and I was, uh, we have a mutual friend, Jason Miles, who put us in touch, who's a producer. He actually produced your new record, which we're going to be talking about. And um, yeah, so like... Uh, Tell me a little bit about how you got started with music. And I, I was i was just telling you before we started uh, recording mm. that I love your voice. You have such a full, rich voice. Thank you. Thank um, you so much. It, it really harkens back to the classic ladies of jazz, but with a, a fresh a fresh take. And it's just kind of your new album, too, I think. Um, Great. Thank so, you. Yeah. So tell me about your beginnings. How, where did you get started? Did you have a family of musicians? Or tell no, me that story. Not, I mean, I came from... Um, sort of an Irish background fam family, sort of heritage, uh, brought up in the UK. Um, so there was lots of singing with my grandfather into oh. microphones um, with my cousin Melanie, and he would always be getting us to do that. So it's possible that had an effect, but m not neither my mum or my dad were really uh, musical or interested in that. But uh, interestingly, my sister became a professional dancer. Oh. Uh, and um, and I became a singer, so it's kind of strange, really. But yeah, I started, oh gosh, just massive love of music. My dad always loved music. And I mean, I guess it's the age-old story, digging around in dad's record selection, um, singing along, but he had some interesting ones like Errol Garner. Oh, okay. And so I, I just find myself just loving it and just humming along and just in the literally as a kid making up melodies and didn't really know what jazz was didn't understand mm. it but just finding the whole thing really fun and um so it's kind of funny to look back and think about that and then i didn't really think about it very much for many years other than the fact i really enjoyed it um and i i did a little bit of musical theater mm. uh, which is yeah, i was really saying because you actually have a you also studied acting right um, you kind of i did i, did, yeah. I guess I mean, coinciding I with music yeah, well, I did classical as well, which, to be honest, is absolutely brilliant because it gave me a real grounding in vocal technique. Mm. And, uh, and I did um, gigs around Yorkshire and around uh, Britain as well. 
doing classical with a little group and um that was really good uh absolutely fantastic grounding uh both mm. for music and for my voice as well um and then i was experimenting i guess as well yeah i was gonna say that i mean one of the things i really noticed about your voice is the you have a masterful control of your voice especially on the low end thank you, thank um, you. It, and yeah i was really i mean i was super impressed and you can really you know when you mentioned the classical training it makes sense because when you listen to your voice, I mean, your your phrasing, jazz phrasing is awesome. But then when you hit those low notes, but you're like perfectly placed and perfectly in tune, it's hard to do that, right? <laughs> well, it's one of those things that uh, although I, I did train classically, I had to re-explore uh, all of my tonal registers uh, mm. when it came to uh, not singing classically because it can be awfully contained. Right. And so what I, I just then invented a lot of my own exercises to just really explore uh, the register so it's completely smoother but not in a classical way and I enjoyed some of the growl and some of that lower register that would that is quite bass like right. um, so I just experimented with my own voice and my own vocal mm -hmm. techniques and uh, yeah it's yeah. a lot of fun yeah, I think, and it's interesting too that, like you know, I know in the classical world, like you said, it's more structured. It's it's not improv yeah. improvis improvisational. It's a hard word to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's early for me. Um, but uh, then, when you um, when did you first start actually touring? I know you, you had your first album. I think the first full album was Seasons of Love in two thousand ten. But you were actually yeah. do already doing gigs even before that, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I was doing all kinds of things, really. So I was doing a bit of acting, and mm -hmm. I was doing gigs uh, as well. So I was just, oh gosh, gigging pretty much everywhere and uh, learning right. my, my craft on, on the scene mm -hmm. as well, you know, in the jazz sense. And um, yeah, finding my feet. And then it was time to do, the, do my first album, which is always a baptism of fire. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I, it's... It was great, though. It's always fantastic experience. And, and each album, I think, moves you along a bit further and you learn something mm. else about yourself. Um, and then the, the first album, was that also, also produced by Jason? Uh, well, my first album was, was uh, actually produced uh, up here. Uh, ah, it's self-produced. Okay. Ah, um, that great. was Seasons of Love. Jazz Just Wants to Have Fun, which was my second album. Mm. That was produced by uh, Jason. And we ah. actually recorded that. Uh, two days uh, before we recorded Dream Dancer. So we had a little break in between. Wow. And then we changed <laughs> <That's>... our hat. <laughs> wow, go, that's, yeah, that's, quite a busy, that's quite a busy week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. One of the best weeks of my life, though. Yeah. yeah. Jason, um, so, for, so, um, so for people that don't know who he is, so Jason um, – has worked with a whole litany of amazing singers. Whitney Houston, yeah. Sting, he's produced. Um, he worked with Miles Davis, Luther Vandross. He was on, I think, almost all the Luther stuff. So he has such an interesting background and obviously okay. a heavy jazz background. So what was it like working with Jason and and, and kind of uh, being a new artist? Yeah, uh, amazing. Um, because I I'd sort of um, had worked with Sam Watts, uh, who's my pianist, and we worked together on the arrangements, and we actually holed up in a little studio not far from uh, King's Cross. Oh, okay. Uh, we did that for, I think, two or three days um, for the first album, and then for the second album, he... Um, similar thing, except just in my home, in my hometown. And um, 
and that kind of worked for us. So, but so by the time Jason sort of got to us, we we were already when he got off like we were already sort of prepped. Oh, great! Um, yeah. So, but um, what Jason brought to the table was something else entirely. Uh, and when we were in the studio, he's just so clever and so smart at very gently bringing out the best in everybody mm. and no, and being able to see what what somebody else is capable of, myself right. or Sam or Rob or Flo and Ben, and nudging people in the right direction. And it, it's quite powerful. Yeah, it's a bit of a um, dance. It's a bit of a dance, isn't it? It's, it's, and it's a, yeah. even though he's the producer yeah. and, and you're the, I mean, it's a collaboration at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, right? for, sure. for sure. And he, d- he definitely, very quickly, became part of the gang in London. Mm-hmm. And um, we just had uh, a wonderful time. It was just so easy. So wonderful. Awesome. And, uh, and then, of course, we had Duncan Lamont who came in on the mix on Dream Dancer for uh-huh. a couple of tracks. Uh, yeah. um, so that was wonderful, too. So, Let's yeah. talk about, um, actually, you know, I should, well, let me show, first of all, let me show the cover, which is there. It's lovely. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, yeah, so Dream Dancer, that's coming out um, soon. It's within a couple of weeks, right? Yes, July fifth on Thirty Three Jazz Records. Yeah, yeah. and you have uh, and I, so I was uh, going through that the last couple of days, and it's so good. Like I, it's classic songs, but I say reimagined, but with a fresher breath air. The arrangements are great. Like I said, your voice is really stunning, and I, and I don't say that like because so I've much. been I've been I've been a musician yeah. for so, a bunch of years. <laughs> yeah, but um, it really grabbed me, and and I it's the kind of thing where. You know, you kind of picture a Sunday afternoon with the with the jazz record on, and it like just really took, takes me to a good, a really cool place. Um, I like that. That's yeah. Good. So and then, <laughs> so tell me, because you had some amazing besides uh, also Jason producing, but you had some amazing musicians. Tell me a little bit about oh, the yeah. the people that played with you, and you have a lot of guests as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Sam Watts, uh, my core team, uh, my core London team are Sam Watts on piano, uh, Flo Moore on double bass. Yeah, she's great. Um, yeah. Oh, she's absolutely stunning. Well, they're all wonderful. Ben Brown on conga and kit. And then Rob Hughes, who plays sax and, and flute. And he plays pretty much anything you throw at him, really. He could play Barry, do this. It's fantastic. Awesome. But they're all individually wonderful in their own right and extremely talented. But together, mm. they're just a powerhouse. Um, and Flo, yeah, you know, really one of the best young bass players about. And she toured with me as well when we went to Scotland and awesome. did the tour for Jazz Just Wants to Have Fun. And uh, just great people as well, because it's really important to me. That, you know, obviously everybody's got to be great musicians. But, yeah, if you get on and you just have a great time, that just makes everything yeah, right. and then people could, I think people can really feel that in the music when, when yeah. the band, especially in the studio yeah. when you're recording, when everybody's on the same page and on the same lane, it really makes a cohesive sound, right? It really does, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can just feel the joy. And one of the things I do remember saying to myself, and, and actually Sam as well, I remember saying, oh, I really want to enjoy this one. But I don't want it to be a stressful experience. I just want to go and just us all to have the best week ever right. and it, it just became a kind of mantra and and it, the thing happened it really was the best week ever you know <laughs> yeah and you you know what you really hear that in the music and and i love yeah. that you know you you have it's a really interesting collection of tunes how, how did you choose the the songs for the album oh wow um 
Well, a multitude of ways, really. I mean, for instance, Bill on there, uh, I'd been gigging with for a while, but that has a really cool, interesting story because um, both Ben and Flo had to leave a rehearsal early for a gig that we had in London. Mm. And uh, so one of the songs we hadn't done was Bill. So we thought, oh, it's okay, we'll just do it without them. Right. Um, so uh, Rob played flute and uh, Sam on piano. And uh, it was just so beautiful, just piano, flute, and voice. I was like, mm. oh, well, that's it. That's them sacked off for this song. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's actually, it creates a very intimate vibe, right? I just thought it worked perfectly with that song. Mm. And so when it came to do uh, the album for this, it, to me, it was just an instinctive choice to just choose certain songs like that because I've been gigging with them. I really enjoy performing them. Yeah. Uh, Temptation is another one. I've actually been gigging for 10 years with that song oh, wow. <clears throat> in that way, right. probably longer. And I've just done it as a Latin. I've, I've chopped and changed which rhythm, but, pretty, mm. but it's always been a Latin. And, um, and I just love it. Yeah. yeah so. it's, nice. it's nice to do. I mean, because some of those songs people have heard, some maybe are not as familiar yeah. with, but it's nice to be able to play a little bit and be creative and honor the honor the uh, the original intent of the music, but but be able to, ref to kind of freshen it up and have your own mm. tape, right? Oh, definitely. Oh, I love to play with things. I mean, it's, it really is the reason that you sort of do this in a way, because it's great to just feel that enthusiasm about a song. Mm. And then sort of have a good old listen, look at the chords, look at the lyrics, and then sit at the piano and go, oh, I've got some really cool ideas and have a play yeah. on what can I do. And then maybe and that, when, you do it, when you do it live, you have the freedom to kind of try and play yeah, with each other. And, exactly. You know. And then yeah. you come back again and you know what works and what didn't. And, right. um, oh, I love that. I mean, that's, to me, that's the story of music. It's, it's what we do, isn't it? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so let me, um, I have a video clip and it's kind of a montage of, of different songs. And this is from, uh, this is from the new album, right? These are different, different songs and takes from that. Yes. It's a snippet. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and play that so everybody can, can hear you and then uh, we'll come back. So here we go. There may be trouble ahead. But while there's moonlight and music and love and romance Let's face the music and dance You're a weaver of dreams You and your strange fascinations You're a weaver of dreams You and your come hither smile
little boy lost in search of little boy found you go a wandering wandering stumbling tumbling round Amazing, so soulful. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, your voice, man. The, the control, oh, you, the control you. that you have is amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. I was just listening there to uh, admiring Jason's strings on Temptation because one of the things that Jason did so brilliantly was um, we sat with the tracks when he took them to New York and got mm. Jimmy Perello uh, on board, and. Uh, it was just a great experience as well because Jason brought his years and wealth of knowledge and experience to why don't we try adding this and why don't we mm-hmm. try adding that? Um, so we have strings at the end of Temptation, which which just sounds so beautiful. Yeah, that's a tricky business um, too because you can it's so yeah. it's so easy to overdo that, right? But he had he yeah. actually found the yeah. right where you leave enough space because sometimes mm-hmm. too the space is actually really. Exactly. Worrying, this, right? this is genius of Jason, really, because he, he just has such a feel and a vibe. And it's the same when he plays Hammond and Rhodes on a couple of the tracks. And uh, he just has an instinct of where to to fill yeah. what, what needs mean, I, the space and what doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's, I think that like just all that comes from so much experience. It's, it's great. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to have a very big head after hearing our interview. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we, we, we won't show him this. No. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll edit that part out. Shh. Don't tell yeah. him. Um, <laughs> what's your uh, for for new singers and and young singers? Um, what's your advice as far as technique and and just in general advice overall? Wow. Okay. Um, I know it's a that's a big a big question. Yeah. Like oh, <laughs> where, do I, where do I start? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, take care of your voice. Mm. Um, really, that really hone in and take care of your voice. Um, but don't overtrain. Uh, find your voice because it's so tempting to go to classical lessons, which are brilliant, and it, that can give you right. the grounding. But what can happen if you're not careful is you just end up with a generic trained voice. So what you need to do at some point is know how to use your voice mm. and then experiment with sounds um, and try and find your authentic voice because sometimes I think people can have a voice that doesn't seem to belong to them. Right. It's and it's it's tricky business because we all have our people that we look up to. And I actually I should ask you who who were some of your inspirations early early on when you first started singing jazz? Oh gosh. Um it's funny. I mean I always love people like Ella if it's Gerald, sure. Sarah Vaughan um even you know not non-jazz people just with great voices Whitney Houston mm-hmm. and you know the big voices of the time when I right. was growing up you know um 
but yeah, the jazz voice, I mean, Sarah Vaughan, I mean, really, yeah. you know, singing along with Sarah Vaughan when you're a young kid and going, oh yeah. gosh. I can, I can hear, I can hear, now that you mentioned it, I can hear little touches of that, which is a great place. <laughs> yeah. That's a great place to live, right? In that, it's, in that realm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one of those things when you're young, it, it is a case of who do you love? Who do you really resonate with? Because that can give you a clue as to where, where you sit, both artistically and possibly where your own voice is. But sooner or later, as quick as possible, learn an instrument because I didn't mm. initially. Uh, but learning right. the piano, a chordal instrument, yeah. uh, is is uh, for a jazz singer, is a, is a brilliant thing to do because you can create your own charts. You you understand the chords. Um, yeah, and so helps you helps like, you just understand the language and dealing with other musicians. Yeah, right? exactly. And then, of course, when you get further down the line, you can start doing your own arrangements uh, mm. I mean, and further interpretations of songs. So that's the aim for that. Yeah. I would definitely say as soon as possible, learn a chordal instrument um, and spend time with other musicians and spend time with other singers because mm. um, it's not an isolated game. We're all in it together. Right. And you can learn so much from people. Yeah, I think, and I mean, especially in the jazz idiom, collaboration is a huge... Oh, yeah. I mean, as an artist in general, but like like yeah. you say, you, you have your, your pianos that you can work with working on arrangements. Um, and it's it's also just good to get other input. It helps you grow as a, as a singer, as a musician, right? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I just think as well, um, try, try to spend time with your uh, peers as well. Right. Uh, who do you really admire? Why do you admire them? Um, I mean, it was great for me getting to work with somebody like Duncan Lamont, who, you know, worked with Frank Sinatra when he came over to Britain. Right. And um, Blossom Deary, he, he, was, he was Frank Sinatra's go-to uh saxophonist mm -hmm. when he toured the uk yeah i actually knew when so, i first moved to vegas there was a lot of the sinatra guys here i mean now yeah. a lot of them are gone now because they were older but it was you could learn so much from those guys right because they, they were Gosh, there yeah. they were creating that iconic music it's it's yeah it's still, I mean, that's it's still fresh and it lives today of, right yeah yeah, it's mm -hmm. just years of practicing. And when you hear Duncan on uh, Now We're Just Friends and right. Old Brazil, he's just so gifted at that noodling, yeah. you know, along with a singer. He has, the, he has so that, that feel that you only get from, from, from playing for years and years. Yeah. yeah, it's just so beautiful as mm -hmm. a singer to stand next to somebody who is doing that, that isn't invasive. Right. Uh, and it's every single note is complimenting your own. And it's, oh, beautiful. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and it's 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 you know when you come across those kind of musicians, it's 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 so inspirational. And I, I've been oh, fortunate, really to, yeah. And yeah. I've been fortunate when I was younger. I, I played with guys that were much older than me. And I mean, you know, and, and they weren't always so nice to me, but generally they were. <laughs> but uh, but they, you know, you just you just I would just soak that up. I mean, it just it was. Yeah. You realize that like, these guys aren't going to be around forever, and that kind of experience is like that. There's yeah. not a lot of those guys around anymore, right? No, exactly. And, uh, oh, if you can spend time with people uh, who've had... So we had to actually switch your, to to a headset because we had a bit of an audio challenge. But here, anyway, here we are again. <laughs> <laughs> just styling it for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the joys of, joys of technology. We were just talking yeah. about that. Um, so, yeah, so you, that's some great advice. And, and also, also, too, with um, working with great musicians, they kind of always make you 
sort of rise to the occasion, don't you think? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. When you, when you have, uh, I mean, we were talking about Duncan. Um, mm. I'm working with somebody at the side of you like that is just fantastic. But also, you know, having Jason in the studio as yeah. well, um, he really helped everybody's game in a, in a really nice way, not in a pushy way, but just absolutely embracing what everybody is. And, you know, and you just rise, rise to the occasion. Yeah. It's, and I think that's great. That's part of also too, being a musician, that the group effort and the collaboration, that's when you get something that's even bigger than just the parts, right? You get, you get, that's yeah. where you, the magic can come from, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we did uh, Pieces of Dreams is the last one um, yeah. on the album. And, and actually, um, I'm going to show people just to remind them. So, Yay. <laughs> yeah, there you are. And um, yeah, so, um, and it's just a, du a duet. And I'd, I, somebody did a, re a review the other day and they said that I was singing without a net, which I oh, thought was yeah. really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and um but yeah, we did, um, we did, I think we did four, uh, with out of most of it, we did about uh, three to four takes out of all of them, just complete mm. takes, because I don't like to awesome. overdub. Right. And um, I hate overdubbing. It's just a soulless experience. It really is. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I wanted it to be just, this is as, this is how we sound. So when we got to that one, it was quite funny because most of them, uh, we ended up either putting take one or take two on the album. Oh, but great. with this one, it was take four. And I think we needed to really zone into it. Right. So, uh, yeah, sometimes yeah, it, it takes great. a minute to kind of find your footing and, and maybe you. Yeah, you, but it's I, a I, naked bear song and, you know, yeah. it's all about the emotions. And um, I, I always think back to like the yeah. Miles, the Miles, uh, Miles uh, sessions and you can hear him directing the band on the other records. It's kind of. Oh, I love that. I love it. I though, don't you? When you can really hear it all going on. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. When you can hear them band leading and chatting about things, I love it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, makes it, it makes it feel very organic and real. And, and, yeah. And, and yeah, fun. it really does. Um, so what, yeah. what what do you have coming up in the media? Obviously, that with the COVID situation is kind of winding yeah. down. But so you're you're working on gigs, I'm sure. And um, do we have anything book yeah. coming up uh, in the, in the oh. media? Well, nothing immediate, but everything's sort of for me. I'm doing a lot more touring next year, so okay. I'll be doing some this year, but uh, mainly uh, the touring is happening next year. So. Mm -hmm. um, which I'm really excited about planning already. Um, yeah. There will be some, so it's a case of going on my website and having a peek. Um, right. Yeah, it's the big the big dates are going to be next year, so I'm really looking forward to that. And, um, can you give us yeah? So give us your website address and also your social media. Yes. Well, just, I, I have your 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 uh, Facebook is up there, but um, what? How can yeah, you reach it's a you? very strange spelling. So it's uh, <laughs> Beverly um, uh, Burn, which is B E I R N E, and uh, and so. It's beverlyburn.com and we update it regularly so new information uh, oh, will yeah. be on there and then i'm on facebook and twitter it's beverly burn music uh pretty much everywhere and come and say hi yeah yeah and you i, I know you'd like to uh you'd like to interact with your fans and stuff too so we definitely i do you. yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. It's always nice yeah. to get it's nice to get feedback. You know, I get that's one of the fun things about social media is that I mean, not always fun, but, but one of the things I do enjoy yeah. is is uh, is interacting with people and and you know they even give you suggestions about maybe 
songs or whatever. So it's great to get feedback, right? It's true. It is. I love chatting. I mean, especially at gigs. I mean, as you say, social media is a, a bit of a, a misnomer sometimes. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but at gigs, I love, I love, love, love talking to uh, people who come to the gigs. And, and they're often extremely knowledgeable yeah. um, and know quite a lot about jazz. It's like the jazz audience, you know, and they really know their stuff quite a lot of the time. Yeah, that's the thing. That is one thing about jazz audiences. Like you yeah. say, it, it, they tend to really study, and they. But that's great too because that's how they become yeah. really, you know, fans for life. I guess which is which is yeah, kind of what we exactly. All, we sort of Old all school. Hope, yeah, yeah, we all hope for that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. We want this. What is that story? If we all had a a hundred true fans we'd all be rich <laughs> yeah that's that's maybe that's true um thank you so yeah. much for joining me um i, I really appreciate it and uh I, w I definitely encourage people to find your album online i know it now it's on all the streaming platforms and you're getting great reviews which is exciting yeah i'm thrilled and you know thrilled to bits with the, the response it's uh, early doors responses have been you know, thank you very much. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I, I, I suspect there's going to be lots more coming. So oh, thank, thank you very you, much. Thank, thank you. you. So yeah. Thank you so much, Beverly. And I really appreciate your time. And uh, I it's look been forward. Fun. I really yeah. enjoyed it. And I look, yeah. forward to, I look forward to hearing more from you. It's very exciting. You can follow us on all major podcast outlets at Music Matters with Daryl Craig Harris. Thanks for joining us and catch you next time. <laughs>